the smell of napalm in the morning. Did you first blow? I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Good morning, campers. Welcome hey, back. Hi. Welcome back to your favorite Ooh, podcast. Welcome back. Yeah, that's right. Favorite. Just in general. Your favorite podcast yeah. in general. It's Not Napalm even in, in the, the subcategory of Vietnam War films. but Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's thriving. We're thriving. Um, guess who has not been taken down from Spotify? That is uh, Napalm in the Morning. Actually. <laughs> well, wait. If Neil Young asks, if Neil Young wants me to, I, I will. Oh, you're, um, you're just a fool for Neil. You would if he... Uh, um, definitely. I respect that. I mean... How you doing over there, Troy? For those who can't see, Troy is blinged to the <laughs> So some of you can see? <laughs> yeah. For those of you that can't I, see. I don't want to... Our listeners could have tapped into our uh, our, our cameras. I mean, I don't want to like... I guess that's true. Uh, yeah. Hackers. Uh, we could be visually impaired, too, which probably is a good thing today. So Yeah. He is he is head-to-toe Rams. Um, mm-hmm. I will say Troy is OG Rams. I remember uh, back in the day... Uh, he was ramming. Yeah, I've got it. low self esteem. I definitely have low <laughs> self esteem. So yeah, I'm a Rams fan. Uh, well, someone's got to win this game. Um, yes, we were recording this the day before the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm going to jinx them. I figure. But yeah, let's you know, go. Like, let's hey, go. Let's fun. go on. Let's go on record. Uh, Matt, who do you like? Uh, I I like the Rams. Okay, to win. Thank you, Troy. <laughs> you wanna... I'm pretty sure. I think I. I'm not, uh, okay, the Rams. Yeah, I think I want them to win. I'm going to go with the Bengals win. You here. think Bengals? I'm not. I'm not cheering for them, but I think. No, yeah, gonna... this is my prediction as Rams. Yeah, your prediction is Rams. Uh, either way, a loser team or a loser quarterback finally gets the win. So it's all good. Yeah, um, should be fun. Speaking of losers, we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a segue. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're doing it. We're doing a hot one today. This is maybe as you say. This is our our highest grossing film that we've covered. It's got to be right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, maybe just barely beat out Odd Angry Shot, but um, <laughs> it's close. The, the losers had the drive-in uh, market. I think this one lost the Aussie audience, so it kind of skewed it a little. So you're right. I think that's. I think uh, you're right. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Winner of how many Academy Awards? Uh, this is, Many. this is a, a best huge, actor, um, best it, picture. It was the second highest grossing film of 1994 behind the Lion King. Um, let's see six Academy Awards, best picture, best director, best actor, best adapted screenplay, best visual effects, best film editing. I'd like um, to say fuckload is my phrase on this one. Mm-hmm, fuckload. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why is that your phrase? <laughs> Because it pays. There's the phrase it pays okay. on Hot 96. Sorry. I the, did some DJ work back in the past. <laughs> this is, a, this is of course, Forrest Gump. Um, we had to do it. It was out there. Oh, sorry. What was that? Ow. Is that a sound? Please Starting say that's a sound effect. Troy? You oh, right? Lord. Yeah. Sorry, Melanta. <laughs> well, that'll... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I need to get up now. That'll, that'll segue nicely. Was that really? Was that real, Troy? <laughs> oh my God, God, I wish it. If it were, I would have to get up right now. <laughs> that was not my shark. Uh, so, I think Matt's yeah. running the audio. Someone called the doctor. Uh, well, it, that that uh, that's get you a, some magic legs. Maybe that's that's a little prelude to some other. Um, Below the equator problems that Troy is going to have that are a big reveal. Uh, Perhaps today. Finally, the edging that we've done to oh, all yeah. of those Twitter listeners, thousands of Twitter mm. fans. Yeah, yeah. Could today be the the, the we'll moment? See. Maybe we'll just tease them longer. But yeah, exactly. Uh, like Neil Young, they'll do whatever we say, so they'll keep on the hook. Um, yeah, hopefully. So yeah. Uh, so so uh, Forrest Gump. I mean, anything to say before we start? You know, I mean. The biggest, the biggest actor yep. of this generation, Tom Hanks. There's no, there's yep. no one who's been in more. I saw this in the theater with my oh. mommy when it came out. Oh, so it would have been thirteen, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. went, I went, and then didn't know anything about it, and then went, to, and then went again. I was like, damn, that was good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's as good as I did twenty years ago, but. Yeah, right. Um, you, you have different eyes. You're a little more seasoned. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're failing sadly. As a but, dumb yeah. teenager, uh, yeah. Matt's got glasses. Nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Catching up with the rest of us. So that's cool. So, uh, <laughs> anything to say before we dive right into this guy? This is a. Let's get all up in it. Okay. I don't. I don't have anything to say. So the. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, the classic. Uh, so it's on the movie poster. Uh, we are, we're introduced to uh, the titular Forrest Gump at the bus stop, sitting on a um, sitting on a bench, and uh, in Savannah, um, and he starts telling his life story to a stranger um, next to him on that bench. Uh, right. So we have the feather that kind of leads us in. Yes. Kind of floating. Yeah. The breeze lands at his foot. He picks it up, puts it inside a Curious George book. And puts that in his little briefcase. And uh, that feather will become important because um, I have a I have a groundbreaking. Oh, geez. Did, uh, uh, Troy and Matt, did you guys put uh, uh, by chance luggage tags with your name and address on your brain? Because when you be blown tomorrow, because when you what? lose them, <laughs> you're gonna need to find. You're gonna need to like have uh, identifying information. With I just say that feather is plays heavily uh, in this groundbreaking theory I have about this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that you, Matt? Who is doing that? <laughs> it's Matt that's doing. I'm gonna it. turn away the goddamn ox cable. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is what happens, people. <laughs> Uh, I, I, Big mistake, I was, Dr. Jones. I was totally ready to throw Troy to the bus. <laughs> so yeah. that, I thought I was. Uh, okay, so um, gosh, uh, so we so we have a young Forrest. Um, he's got he's getting braces uh, on, with his legs to yes, correct a curved spine in on his teeth. Yes, yeah, he's in he's in he's in Alaba- Greenbow, Alabama. Um, and where a lot of this his his early and later life take place. Um, you have that. That was a, like a really. That's like an Andy Kaufman. That's like a you were just doing right there. So I'm just gonna put that in your head to think about that the rest of the podcast. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> we uh, I, this this film is obviously peppered with like random historical events, uh, and I yeah, so yeah. I think as we go, we'll kind of jump in and provide yeah, kind of like and- mini historical contexts for you for like all these different ones. Um, and we already have one, which is his name, which is he's named after. Nathan Bedford Forrest, who evidently he's related to in some way, who uh, was uh, a successful businessman, uh, <laughs> one of the wealth, wealthiest men in the South. What business was he involved in? Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, they had oh. some parades and everything for him, I believe. So, uh, oh, right oh, and a uh, yeah, in our new CRT world, we can't talk about yeah. Notorious um, slave trader uh, yeah. enlisted in the Civil War in 1861, um, which was pretty odd for because wealthy plantation owners were exempt, so it was pretty odd for somebody of his like you know stature to do that but he rises up the ranks becomes a general most probably infamously known for the fort pillow massacre where his troops slaughtered uh union soldiers who had surrendered and it w- there were m- many black soldiers there that they like specifically targeted for execution um and one of the earliest members of the kkk and i think uh, isn't in the the uh Birth of a Nation, you know, one of the famous sort of early. Yeah, they films. show a clip of that. Um, yeah, from Birth of the Na- Birth of a Nation, excuse me, of uh, him, you know, putting on the the robe and everything. Um, he is appointed Grand Wizard, um, and you know, led violent terrorism in the South, um, most notably in 1868 against uh, during the election of 1868 against African Americans in the South. Um. Yeah. So, real cool guy. Yeah. So the the, the I mean this film. There, if there's a film that our listeners have probably seen, it's it's probably this. It's probably this one. So we won't go into every detail, but the historical intersections are interesting in this film. And I think as Matt is maybe going to get into this, and uh, I've read a little bit of it too that uh, people come down on different sides of sort of 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 political criticism of this film or or advocacy for it and. Um, Wherever you fall on that line, it does uh, it does try to wrestle with race as a as a as an issue in mm-hmm. American history. It, it it doesn't falter at that of attempting how well it does. We can well. It, I mean, that. even from jump, like he's walking around town when they're going to the doctor, you know, or whatever, and getting the leg braces and stuff. It's like segregated, whatever the what Greenbow, Alabama, whatever it is. Yeah. Like there's no whites only signs present or anything like that like there's no sign that any of that exists like that they're that he's like living in this segregated world so um it is you know whitewashed idealizing it you know it's an ode to boomers really the whole movie but um but god knows you know they they don't get enough love baby boomers so (laughs) yeah they have, and, and they're they're really not reflected in the culture very well. So I think it's time to the boomers. Yeah. They need to be Give seen. Give a chance, guys. On the Come screen. Um, so uh, he, the, well, speaking of his, you know, uh, this sort of historical Wells Waldo that happens. We have a, they, they run a boarding house. Forrest's mom does Sally Field. Uh, Pretty dope house. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's like a plantation house. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's actually, um, I think in uh, in New or- outside of New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, it's oh, the uh, real one. Uh, yeah, the uh, Oak Oak Lane, but in so called yeah. because of those kind of incredible trees walk up right um, 
to it. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a pretty epic plantation house right. uh, that she runs. And um, a young Elvis Presley, uh, who's... Uh, <laughs> Must be hard being a king. <laughs> and uh, is that Christopher Walken uh, on our podcast? Must be <laughs> hard. <laughs> he has a weird like Cockney accent. I didn't know that Forrest had that. I, I'm like, doing the best I can. Yeah. Here, you know. Uh, and 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 uh, uh, so I, I've got some corrections on the Elvis already. I mean, oh okay, because so, so it's hard to say when Elvis is in the house. You know, it seems Elvis is in the house. Like house around DA. it seems around fifty six though, so yeah. just in terms of time, it seems a little early. This is fifty six, yeah. But he, Hound Dog was wasn't that early, was it? Hound Dog uh, is fifty six, I believe. Heartbreak well, Hotel go. was released in January of fifty six. Ain't no friend of mine. Um, Elvis actually began the ship, the ship, the hip shaking, um, like nineteen fifty three, fifty four. It was kind of like a nervous tick because mm-hmm. he was nervous on stage. But then everybody freaked out and loved it, so then he kind of did it. What you're seeing when they're, like, walking in town and they see him on the TV screen, uh, that's from the Milton Berle show, June 5th, 1956. So he was already, like, super famous by that point. He'd been touring for a couple of years. So I think... The Elvis f- the pelvis was already a known yeah. quantity by 56. Yeah. So Are you saying that Forrest Gump didn't teach Elvis how to shake it? I'm shake just it? saying the timeline is not quite right. Okay. But you know, what's well, a bunch of a bullshit? Cool, it's a cool little. I'm disappointed. It's a cool little thing that they did, I guess. But did your Troy when you saw this in the movie theater with your with your mom? Did she uh, did she cover your eyes because she didn't want to see the sexy hip shaking? Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. Was Linda it, yeah? Or or, or, or does Linda have one of those clocks where like the hips? Are like the pendulum that swing like back the and ca- forth. Yeah, I, well, I, I remember those. Those are nice. It looked good on the uh, paneling. Those are classic. Back of the, uh, in the in the kitchen. <laughs> so paneling. yeah, come on now. I'm oh, sorry. So we got so we got Elvis uh, getting his moves from Forrest because he has trouble walking, and uh, and we see Forrest going to school. He meets uh, Jenny, um, and they become best friends. Uh, yeah, Robin the, Wright Penn. All the kids are dicks on the bus, so. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, but she, you can sit here if you want to. <laughs> that's a lot closer. She's, I, I, I like that one. It's thank you. Jenny. She's a cute, that's a, that's a cute child actor. That, you know, she does a, such an adorable job like that, that young Jenny. She's a great little actress. Um, uh, being nice to Forrest, he's bullied because of his disabilities, low intelligence, um, low energy. And, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> And then uh, uh, and the, the kids are making fun of him. And one of the scenes, you know, one of the sort of iconic scenes, uh, the the kids are um, chasing Forrest, and his uh, and his leg braces like blast off. Right? They and, was magic legs. And he becomes um, uh, a very fast, a very fast runner. Now, runner. Uh, <laughs> this is where. This is where. Um, do you guys want to know what really happened in this movie? Uh oh, here it goes. Here we go. Is this here we go. your entire is conspiracy theory, or is this no, just th- one this, of them? this is a red thread throughout this entire film. So get ready, okay. everyone. Okay. Like, All right. sit down, Ooh. brace myself. Um, brace yourself. Right, Kubrick film, the moon landing. Right, <laughs> Forrest. They don't show this, but he gets run over by that car, killed. Forrest Gump dies. Running in front of that car, uh, and 
What car? It become later, you know, when they're cha- when they're chasing him in high school. Oh, the, okay. The later scene when it cuts, you know, to him. Yeah. Running, um, and he is an angel. He is a god dang angel uh, through the rest of the movie. It's and a, you didn't, like it's like I see dead people kind this of. This is an M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Uh, Shamalama Ding Dong. Uh, and I'll explain at various points like why this is uh, why this is so obviously the case. This seems like one of my theories about movies that <laughs> I may seems have been inspired by Matt's inspirational <laughs> bullshit. Um, but this happens is to Michael, be true. <laughs> is Michael Landon in this? Have you ever guys have seen Highway to Heaven? It's really good. So. I Same seen, kind of thing. The, the kid from Sixth Sense is in this movie far later. Yeah, yeah. So. Another. Oh, that's true. You're another right. evidence. That, I mean, even though this was made like six years before that, that's what I'm but. saying. Yeah. So right, it all it all ties together. Practically so, a miracle. Practically. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So dead body forest is uh, recruited by Alabama football team. Yeah. Coached by Bear Bryant. So he's yeah. not, I don't think he's named, but uh, it he's is Bear his, Bryant. He's got his hat on. It's a right. classic Bear Bryant. Coach of Alabama football team, 1958 to 1982. Six national championships. One of the greatest college coaches of all time. That It's it's such it's such an awesome scene. Uh, I, I, I It's it's really funny, too, actually. Like, you know, Forrest doesn't know what he's doing. And he's, the other guy catches the ball and just puts it in his stomach. Says, Run, Forrest. Uh, right, right. <laughs> And, uh, and then they were having to put up like stop forest signs, like and stuff. Yeah, because uh, he runs out of the stadium. He just he was running. Um, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's it's pretty great. The, I I love that scene. Um, so and uh, we also it's you know this is one of the historical ones. You want to talk about uh, uh, Governor Wallace? Um, oh, I'd love to. And, My friend uh, and yours. <laughs> uh, so they they are showing the uh, school integration of Alabama where Wallace uh, famously stands in front of the, the doors at uh, this auditorium and, and to, you know, block their entrance. Um, the uh, pretty much a symbolic stand um, the to block two. It was uh, Vivian Malone and James Hood are the two uh, African-American students that are going to enter the school. The film doesn't mention that Kennedy had ordered the National Guard yeah. to <laughs> let them in. Um, and in real life, also, she doesn't drop anything um, that is done with movie magic or somehow, you know, because in the in the film she drops her book or something. Right, and Boris hands, like, hands it to her and, so, and unwittingly becomes a part of this sort of iconic part of uh, yeah. American history. Let's, let's listen to a quick clip this is from wallace's inauguration so this so he's inaugurated in january of uh january 14th 1963 and so that would have been the the following summer would have been when this happened uh in the film but here's wallace at his inauguration in the name of the greatest people that have ever trod this earth i draw the line in the dust and toss the gauntlet before the feet of tyranny and I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. A pretty famous speech. Um, they do a flash forward also of um, him running for president um, in the Democratic primary 1972. Attempted assassination of him 
uh, and that he is paralyzed by that. Um, he had been having some six. He won five states up to that point. Um, but he uh, he he drops out. He does run again in seventy six. He so he overall he serves as governor uh, four terms overall, and he was term limited. It's interesting. He was term limited uh, after the sixty three to sixty seven term, and his wife is elected governor. But he's kind of like the shadow puppet master governor um, behind the Smart. scenes. She uh, she passes away from I believe cancer about a year into her term. So he loses his puppet master privileges, but, um, uh, an, another evidence before we, of, of dead forest is that, uh, forest is dead because how would he have, so the guy caught the ball. So that's what really happened. And then runs it back mm-hmm. and puts his, and how would forest have been able to get grades in school? How would he have gotten in? Like what is forest ACT SAT? You know, like that he goes to university of Alabama, um, he wouldn't have got in. Did Alabama like, have real tough? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to where you of A listener. Uh, but I I'm defending you. I don't think Forrest would have been accepted, uh, and and been able to keep grades and on the team or put pa- past concussion protocol. I just I don't <laughs> think uh, so. Is another clear clear evidence? That hashtag Forrest is dead. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I thought if you're a baller, you you can just kind of get in. I I maybe I'm just you know naive, but I thought I thought you know Forrest, that guy could move. That guy could move. He you can. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he he, so so where where it's he graduates college in '67. Um, well, he goes and sees, uh, or maybe you're going to do Jen this, Jen a. a at the all girls college. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about that. And, That's pretty great. Um, he beats up this guy that he, I guess he thinks is hurting her, but they're like kind of making out in the car or whatever. Um, and what you call frisky. Yeah. Frisky. Yeah. She tells, uh, him about her dream to be a singer like Joan Baez. And isn't there, isn't there like a Baez poster or a record in the background? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, you know, Troy, tell me if this good, uh, you ever been with a girl forest? (laughs) <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like I'm there. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the the line. I would help you, but damn it! And so she kind of takes her top off and allows him to touch her, and he, let's say, ruins his pants uh, quite quickly. <laughs> or no, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like, sorry, sorry, I ruined your roommate's robe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a pretty funny. Can thing. relate. Can relate. Forrest. <laughs> yeah, been there. Uh, uh, <laughs> so many things I want to say, but um, feel free to say them. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> How does the ghost uh, ruin the roommate's robe? Uh, yeah, let's see. That's a good point. I I, I hadn't thought through the dead forest. I mean, I think she is. Jenny is. Uh, um. Let's say she is um, practicing self-love, and this is all her, oh, her imagined, uh, you know, so she's imagining a man there. I see. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that was off the cuff. I didn't really. I, are I, you saying, are you saying she's a squirter? I mean, is that what you're trying oh to say? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wasn't until now. Jesus, Troy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, off what's the rails. 
E plus rating already. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Matt is Matt is wounded. Um, God. <laughs> okay, the All American team. Uh, Forrest makes it. I guess he's the top kick returner or something in the nation. He makes the All-American team. They go to meet President Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This would have been impossible. The All-American team was not announced till December 6, 1963. And I believe something Nailed happened him. slightly <laughs> before that. Oh, yeah, Kennedy was killed. So, oh. <laughs> so Kennedy would have been dead uh, by that time. So not possible. He would have been dead, Kennedy. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, again, another, you know, Forrest is dead. Like this, not these are things are all all not happening. Um, is this a time? Uh, he's also uh, he's cracking open his Dr. Peppers. Right, that's um, when he pounds the pepper. Uh, I think this mm. is time to go with our uh, our sponsor, our beer of the week. Yeah, this is our beer of the week. Uh, I attempted to find a beer from Alabama, but the pickings were pretty slim at the uh, at the liquor store. Thanks, Biden. Okay, let's open it up um, now. Oh yeah! All right, so this is uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company, and the beer is called "As Long as There's Water." And there's a lot of water later in this movie. So good segue. I thought it fit really, really well for that reason. The poor, the poor, the poor employee at the liquor store. Every time Matt walks in, it's like, oh Jesus, he needs a a beer that's related to has an elephant on it or that's related to Russia. Yeah, like, yep. God damn it! Like, yeah. I should give them a little like heads up. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, do your research, people. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so he goes to the he goes to the White House, makes the All America team. Um, okay, now he's recruited and in boot camp. Yeah, sixty seven. Uh, he's in basic training, and uh, we meet. Uh, and you know, he's getting he does exceptionally well for us. This is like he's in his wheelhouse. He can um, he can field trip a rifle. Um, he's like an idiot savant, right? Is that is can we properly? Yeah, is no, that a proper right. thing think, to say now. I, I mean, think that's, that's I, I think yeah, that's, that's right. The proper terminology. Um, you know, uh, we see uh, Benjamin Buford Blue, Bubba, uh, his 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 friend, right? Who also is not. Uh, let's let's. I'm not sure what his deal is, but he's not. Uh, he's differently able. He's abled. not yeah. a genius. Yeah. So again, another. But I'm not sure what they don't say what. Uh, would he? Um, would he have been allowed into the to the to the the draft? Troy, I, I know you did a little bit of research about this. As a you look. know, I'm um, glad you asked. Uh, yeah, I actually did. Um, I didn't even know about it till last night. And I Googled it and shit. God damn. But it's uh, Project 100,000, which was a uh, controversial 1960s program by the United States Department of Defense to recruit soldiers who had previously have been below military mental or medical standards. I obviously read that, but... Uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they, uh, let's see here. I'm going to so Bubba, Bubba may have been, a, a, and, yeah, and yeah. Forrest no, it, too. Uh, Cause I think yeah. Forrest, they say is IQ 75, which would have been, um, prior to the change, um, would have, would have not met the minimum standard. Yeah. They changed the standards to like they, so they had scored a category four, which placed, uh, 
God damn it, sorry, excuse me. Uh, in the 10th to 30th percentile range. So, yeah, they were kind of loosening up the standards to recruit people in a, in a nutshell. Also, as an only child, uh, what Forrest had been, he might have got a deferment. So, I'm just saying. Well, he volunteered. Uh, as a dad. Well, the, the, the angel Forrest imagines that with his le- with his legs, he goes on. But, like, this is They was magic legs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It, do you have a book of the week, Troy? Hey, I actually do. I think. I think it's. I mean, if you were going to uh, let me let me look there. You guys are putting me on the spot. I hate when that happens. I know you sent me the link to one. Book so that, of the yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. We got I a Troy book of the week. Uh, <clears throat> I hate when that happens. Let's see here. Yeah, I I haven't read it, but it was um, McNamara's Folly, uh, the use of low IQ troops in the Vietnam War, by Hamilton Gregory. So. Yeah, haven't read it, so I don't know. Well, from so what I saw, he argues of- um, that the policy essentially got a lot of the a lot of those soldiers killed that were brought in with the low IQ soldiers. But there was it, a higher percentage from uh, what I read. Yeah, yeah and, and and additionally, God, they got a lot of their comrades killed because you know they just weren't as skilled, I guess, in the field. And they there were many soldiers that retaliated against the low it IQ got fragged. soldiers. Fragged them. It fragged yeah. the yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, it was, it's interesting. There for are sure. there are a lot of like things to be angry about, like, um, but how unconscionable to to send those lambs to the slaughter. I mean, real it's like uh, that's pretty down there on the scale. Hey, you like, know, you're Jesus. you've got to you're pumping in five hundred thousand into Vietnam. You know, you got to get them somewhere. <sighs> anyway, um, so uh, thanks, Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. welcome. That's a good one. That was a good. It's a little tidbit. And we get one of the great uh, scenes of like Bubba talking about his shrimping business. Oh yeah, this is that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little a, mini montage. Um, it's really funny, like ball shrimp, fried shrimp, baked shrimp. He's <laughs> <laughs> like shrimp flambe, had to shrimp at to fay. He goes on like every conceivable. It's really great. Uh, what a good, awesome character. Um, and uh, Bubba, the character Bubba. His memory will live on later uh, as uh, part of Forrest's uh, promise to yeah. him. Yeah, well, we still, he comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're sent to Vietnam, and they're in the... Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, yeah. I think that, yeah, this is still in boot camp. He's tossed a Playboy, which uh, features, has a, has a feature called uh, Girls of the South or Girls from the South or something like that, where he sees Jen A in oh, it. Yeah. Jen A. Um, and she is expelled from school for that. Um. This is tough. I did I did some research on this. You know, somebody had to do it. Um, the Playboy... The, the, the Pornhub... Uh, the, the, the cover of this Playboy is uh, July 1966. The actual... in So that was a real cover they used? No. Oh. It was a... It's, uh, because it had her on the... Co- Wait, was she on the cover or was she inside? She was on no, the she inside. Was inside. She was inside, yeah. Uh, the cover is July 66. The stuff on the inside is from oct- the October 67 issue. So I'm seeing some continuity issues with this. Uh, I mean, and, you read it for the articles. Right. Son and bitch, also, yeah. my extensive research of <laughs> of going through the archives here, um, I did not find a, like, Girls of the South sort of thing up in, until 1977. Mm. Sweet potato pie and a shut mom. So, mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do some more work on this. But uh, as of now, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do some s- more research. Yeah. 
I, I like get to, it. I like to do my own research um, while I'm by myself. And that's a good idea. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of research, uh, Troy, let's give a little round of applause to Matt because no, his, that's really good. His no, book. Oh no, you're gonna screw me now. Was uh, was just accepted for publication by Corn- Cornell University Press. I should probably return that contract. <laughs> yeah, get that in. Uh, well, congratulations. For, for those of you who don't know, Money's that is be a in. BFD. Uh, so many it, people are saying it's the best book they've ever read. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's this, what I've heard. Yeah, many sweet, people. Sweet, get many ready for people. the movie rights. It'll be the next Forrest Gump. Um, Mine was also ghostwritten by uh, whatever that guy is that did the Trump books. I can't remember his name. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of ghosts, Forrest Gump's dead. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, so Jenny's got to play her guitar in like the strip club and stuff because she's kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah. Forrest sees Little, her. She, her name was Bobby Dylan, by the way. Bobby uh, Dylan. Let's Bobby give Dylan. a round of applause for Bobby <laughs> Dylan. Don't funny. forget Tippy Waitress. It's all right. Um, Jade stage five. Jade stage five. <laughs> Forrest. Uh, "Quote unquote," saves her after she's kind of harassed on stage. She gets mad at him. Um, she is showing initial kind of inklings of suicidal thoughts at, in this scene. About yeah, um, what do you think? You know, what happened if I jumped off the bridge? Uh, this we didn't mention actually. You know, she is um, as a child, she's abused um, f- like physically, oh, yeah, emotionally. Like she, she's throwing like rock, rocks at the like. To, uh, She's throwing rocks at the house, and and there's a clear. They actually do uh, kind of, uh, you know, the early '90s. That was not widely covered as a, and I thought, yeah, it, pretty decently. If you're gonna, you know, how do you do that in a movie? They covering her um, short child abuse uh, that she suffered. Um, yeah, and, physical and sexual. Yeah, I mean, it no, was, it was, it was awful. Like yeah. yeah. So she. Um, this is right before Forrest goes to Nam. So he tells her he loves her. She says, you don't know what love is. Uh, and then she kind of just hitchhikes and leaves, and then he doesn't see her. He so, says, I, I want to know what love smart- is. Okay, I want to do it. I want to I want to try it here. Okay. Uh, Jenna, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Okay, that's 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 my that's about as good as I got. Sorry. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that, that that'll stand in for the. Uh, that was really really good. Napalm players. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty deep. I okay, know. I, really, we're, I worked on that all day. Thank you. Yeah, I can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they isn't it nice that we uh, allow low IQ people on our podcast? <laughs> I know, man. We lowered I'm, our standards. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you made it. Equal up. Hey, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. All right, we're in Nam. The whole reason we do the podcast yeah. is Vietnam, so now we're in Vietnam. Ninth Infantry Division, Mekong Delta, under Lieutenant Dan. I had Forty Seventh Infantry Regiment. Hmm. Okay. Well, since it's all made up, I guess. Uh, uh, well, I, that because my research was based on it being the Forty Seventh. So okay. maybe I got that wrong. But but yeah, he's it. He's in a he's in a uh, sort of grunts in the Mekong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the forty seventh. If it's the forty seventh, it's it's real. It does. It is a real um, 
uh, real regiment. Uh, they go to Vietnam first in January 67. Okay, so I'm liking this now, liking this so far. Um, Matches up with the timeline still. They're based in the Mekong Delta. Okay, still works. Um, the scene where he is briefly a tunnel rat, probably not accurate. He probably would have been too big because he's, you know, a big guy. Too big probably to be a tunnel rat. Um, uh, one of the One of the... Worst and most traumatic things that uh, uh, a veteran could do is crawl down, crawl down a hole, and yeah. you know, wonder if there's a uh, enemy combatant on the yeah. other side of that. They do. Uh, Platoon has a real good um, version of that. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you pause this and go back and listen to the platoon if you want more on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, and and and. Uh, I guess there also is the Lemmy Winks version on South Park, but we wouldn't play that last time. So. <laughs> Sorry. There is. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Troy. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah. Really, really getting all the different bodily things going on in this. Good. There's two standing orders. One, take good care of your feet. Two, try not to do anything stupid. Get yourself killed. You got a better Lieutenant Dan than a Forrest. I like that yeah, one. That's yeah. good. I sure hope it's I don't convincing. let him down. Um, they're, they're, uh, I guess the, the, the culminating scene is uh, their platoon is ambushed um, on patrol. And uh, it's a, how, how do you rate this, uh, this sort of battle scene? It's pretty intense. I yeah. liked it, yeah. Troy, uh, what, are, what what are we shooting here? Uh, what kind of artillery <laughs> are we facing? And uh, let's talk about the guns. Glad you asked. Um, <laughs> mortars and shit, guns, uh, M- M1A, 308, 7.62, That's pretty much all I got right there for now. Over. Roger that. How, how many, what, what grain are they packing in those? What's that? Who what? How much grain are they packing in those? Who uh, what? Grain? Yeah. Grain? Like oats? Like cattle, what, cattle feed. Um, you mean like the the bullet, like the grains yeah. of powder? Yeah, I don't know, two ten, two twenty, whatever it takes, something like that. I was thinking two ten. Yeah, I mean clearly it's two ten. Um, All right, perfect. And uh, and so in this in this scene, um, uh, sort of everyone is getting hit. Uh, the whole platoon is is injured and wounded, basically. And they're kind of they're they're retreating to safety to a sort of pickup spot. Yeah, they tell Forrest to run. This is kind of harkening back to um, when he's like younger. You know, Jenny tells him to run away from trouble. Uh, and actually, in that last scene with Jenny, she says, "You know, if something happens, you know, just run to run away. Don't be here or whatever." So he runs. Raise your table so he doesn't get killed, which he got killed. So go ahead. So he's running away, and um, <laughs> something <laughs> bit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would point out uh, because Forrest doesn't exist because he's dead, and he's imagining he does. Forrest fire a shot? No, he does not. Because yes, he fires shots. He doesn't. Uh, he fires shots right at the beginning when they're first hit. He's kind of shooting into the ground, but not at some anyone. Like he's just like he's, he's an just angel. Throwing it, he's throwing lead down. He's range, an angel. Like yeah, um, he uh, thanks for protecting Bubba Forrest. Uh, and well, he comes back and he saves. He's looking for Bubba, and he keeps finding these other guys that are injured, and including Lieutenant Dan. 
who has like his legs are all messed up. Uh, he's on the radio. He just says, "Force, leave me, leave me." Whatever he wants to die with his troops. Um, yeah, and he goes. He goes back and gets like I don't know, like four or five or yeah. four. You know, runs right into the face of fire and gets the same. The same guy down. that wants you to keep your feet dry has no feet now. So that's a uh, what? <laughs> that's quite. That's, that's quite a feat. Oh, um, <laughs> my God. so um, this is so bad. <laughs> he, he he runs Dad in. Joke number one. <laughs> hey, folks, and. Uh, Look, if you pitch a softball across the plate, I have to swing at it. Like I'm like contractually obligated. So he didn't have a leg to stand on. I know. Please, uh, you know, he had something to lean on. Uh, so he finds Bubba, and right as the airstrike that Lieutenant Dan called in, kind of comes as forces running out with Bubba, and Bubba dies kind of right there on the shore, like in his arms, basically. So yeah. Eric, why can't he just be an angel with? With, with him at that point, I don't. That's what I don't understand. If you're, if that's what you're gonna play this little angel thing. Like, tell me that. Tell me why? That, why sir. can't he? What? Why can't? Because he, why well, can't he Bubba is a, be an angel with with Forrest? Well, well maybe like they're right okay. There. Okay, maybe they're both angels. They're down there. Okay. Why wouldn't uh, he be on the shrimp boat? He didn't have a leg to stand on, I guess. And so that's true. he's you're down right. there, um, just being it, <laughs> just being an angel. Uh, look, I got a lot of, I got a lot of. Li- <laughs> My dad had his leg amputated, and uh, he uh, he uh, he was he was big on the. On the oh, on so the, this is your excuse for being able to tell these jokes, right? Right. I have a like. Right. I have a I have a legless friend, so I can tell. Oh, okay. Insensitive. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> legless jokes. Does he Does he have a Eric friend? Jones told twenty three <laughs> legless jokes on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna kick that to Spotify. Um, Hashtag Eileen. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, so favorite restaurant IHOP for the. It, I think it's interesting that they show like in a lot of other Vietnam films we've seen. Like if we're talking about a veteran, a lot of times they're this kind of like damaged, disaffected, you know, like shell of their former self. You know, when they come back from the war, um, and even in this movie, like Lieutenant Dan is like that. Um, yeah, and and but Forrest but, is not like so. I think that's an interesting portrayal of a veteran as as he is basically the same person that he was pre and post war in most ways and for a lot of veterans i think that's the case yeah right there's a gamut of and and in lieutenant dan's case like part of it is his uh you know that kind of patriotic obligation of a family like you know like lieutenant dan had a family member who fought and died in every single war in sort of American history, you know, every major war, so that shows these, like, homage yeah. of, like, soldiers, uh, of Lieutenant Dan's ancestors dying. And so Dan, Lieutenant Dan wants that to be him. He wants to die. He wanted to, he was supposed to die there, and and he's sort of, you know, irrationally mad at Forrest for saving him. Like, yeah, carries around that, yeah. that anger for um, a good part of the film as he's working it out. Um, I've got some lyrics from Kenny Rogers that I think will... Molt, melt right in here so oh god it's it's from the it's from the song ruby don't take your guns to town and scene here we go it wasn't me that started that old crazy asian war but i was proud to go and do my patriotic chore and yes it's true that i'm not the man i used to be oh ruby i still need your company you're welcome 
Uh, that is that is that is such a that is such a great song, and and it's super sad. Uh, oh, Kenny. Yeah. Oh, the man, the myth. Um, Moving on. Uh, Matt loves Kenny Rogers. Uh, just the chicken, and so okay. uh, he, he gets a medal of honor um, by LBJ. Uh, and uh, how, how did you like the LBJ portrayal, Matt? Is it uh, authentic to your archival? Uh, yeah, I did not see anything. Uh, you know, I, I have no comments. He didn't compare wiener size or do anything. Well, he weird, pulled like, down his uh, in the film. He pulls down his pants and shows him his bullet wound. But um, his bot talk, his bot talks. I don't think that happened in uh, real life. But with, uh, with, with LBJ, soldier. I could see him being like, "All right, hey, look at my wiener." Like, like there's like he was uh, LBJ was notorious kind of like pantsless. I felt like he would have. Uh, uh, he would have maybe <laughs> respected this Forrest's game. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, Forrest was dead, so he wasn't there. So, all right. Um, um, so now this is right after he gets the medal. He's kind of cruising around DC, walking around, and he kind of gets caught up in this uh, anti-war demonstration. And right, a- accidentally, like everything, kind of the movie, he sort of is a. Yeah, he just stumbles into everything. It's great. Yeah, right. So, Abby Hoff. <laughs> yeah. So great. I've got the the real. Uh, this is based on a real event. This would have been October twenty first, nineteen sixty seven. Um, it was um, roughly a hundred thousand were at the Lincoln Memorial, uh, and then another fifty thousand march on the Pentagon after that. Phil Ox performed at this. Um, Vietnam veterans against the war were there, but. None, no um, veterans gave speeches like Forrest does, so nobody sabotaged the microphone at any point in real life at the real demonstration. Uh, Abby Hoffman was the MC, which he's not named in the film, but it's based on him. Uh, Hoffman, member of SNCC, founded the uh, Yippies, or Youth International Party, kind of this like rabble-rousing counterculture free speech freak group. Um famously jumped on stage at Woodstock during the set of The Who to attempt to give a speech about uh, John Sinclair, who was the manager of the MC5, who was busted by the cops for having two joints and sentenced to 10 years in prison. And Pete Townsend uh, hit him on the head with his guitar and pushed him <laughs> off the stage. Um, so... Are you pro, you're pro Townsend on that front? Uh, I like that. Well, he invaded the sanctity of the stage. So Pete okay. said he uh, supported the message, but um, he's a crazed maniac when he's on that stage. Uh, if you are familiar with Who footage from that era, yeah, you would agree. A um, lot of drugs. So what else about Abby? He charged in, um, with attempting to start a riot at the DNC in Chicago at 68. Uh, so he's part of the Chicago 7, which was just a film, re- recent film. Um Oh, and at this uh, incident, uh, the October 67, when they went to the Pentagon, they were stopped by troops, confronted by troops, uh, and they he attempted to use uh, psychic energy to levitate the Pentagon. And spoiler alert, that did not work. Did that happen? It did, did not that happen? It did no. not happen. But, uh, Damn it. This is real brief. This is ABC News. Thousands of demonstrators opposed to the Vietnam War assembled in the nation's capital for a mass protest. For the most part orderly, minor scuffles did occur between the demonstrators and hecklers. A 
three-hour parade takes the demonstrators across the Potomac on their way to the Pentagon. The crowd estimated at about 50,000 persons was a loose confederation of some 150 groups and included adults, students, even children. It is at the Pentagon where the first test of strength comes. Military police contain the crowd, but clashes soon break out. Federal marshals arrest several who attempt to break through the protective line. Reinforcing the marshals, a second wave of MPs with fixed bayonets in scabbards move into position. Some 400 demonstrators are arrested, two soldiers are injured, and tear gas is used. Six break into a Pentagon side door, but are quickly apprehended in the day-long disturbance. They're just uh, exercising political discourse, I think. Today, campfires are lighted to hold off the autumn chill. Yeah. The same weekend saw nationwide demonstrations supporting American GIs in Vietnam. I wasn't sure. The Pentagon protest was less violent in its second day of sitting in. Okay, so that is the footage of the from the event. Um, so yeah, I mean that's fairly pretty nice job, I think there. And and uh, and speaking of them, them they're hippies. Uh, you know, Jenny. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a sort of iconic scene. She's one of them, one of the protesters. Oh, the right, yeah. She runs out into the... Um, reflecting pond. Reflecting pond uh, and, and is reunited with Forrest. In real life, nobody ran at the reflecting pond at any point during the demonstration. <laughs> Had you fact-checked that? I did fact-check that. Uh, and uh, so the... Forrest has the uh, his sort of interaction with, with, with Abby and with protesters uh, at, at the Lincoln Memorial... And then they're off to uh, um, in and around DC, and uh, me and Jenny was like peas and carrots again, <laughs> just like that. And uh, they, uh, you know, there's a, there's a there's kind of a, a funny quotable. Um, the 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 black Jenny takes him to the Black Panther, Black Panther party, Black, black Panther party. Saw a ruin of Black Panther party. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I forget how does he ruin it. He there. Oh, because uh, her Jenny's boyfriend. So right when Forrest oh, walks yeah. in with Jenny, he's like assaulting the, her. The or... boyfriend's like, uh, "Who's the baby killer?" Like, okay, come, she like just it's so like it's just so ham over the top. Like, <laughs> hey, uh, mi- yeah, hey, Mister Obvious, yeah, like Let's yeah, complete caricature lines. of 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 that. Um, so he I has guess, a kind of the Heinrich Himmler look too. He had the uh, the round glasses and the he looked. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't have anything to do with it, but that's my observation. Lenin slash Himmler. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that connection, but yeah. So I guess Jenny's been living in Berkeley, and Hippie. Jenny and the boyfriend are kind of in a different room, and Forrest is just kind of watching them as a Black Panther is kind of. Uh, you know, giving kind of some speech into his ear, but you can't really hear all of it. And because Forrest is just very fixated on that. And then he hits Jenny, slaps her. And Forrest tackles the boyfriend, beats the hell out of him. Uh, and then they get kicked out. Right. And uh, uh, they leave. And then. You uh, want a little on the Panthers real quick? Yeah, let's. Just let's, real let's quick, because here's your. Wow, Panthers uh, are the best. Formed in Oakland and in 1966. Um, they famously openly carried to protect citizens from the police. Kind of, they saw themselves as like a protection force from the police. Um, and, they, and they, and and of course, um, conservative activists supported their 
um, desire to open carry because they they stand by that principle and don't see race. They Actually, see fun the- fact: uh, <laughs> right after that, Reagan signed Governor Ronald Reagan signs the Mulford Act, which prohibited the open carry of firearms. Supported I was by mention that. Thank you. Both political like, parties supported this. The what? NRA supported it. <laughs> Uh, Reagan, quote, uh, saw no reason why on the street, to, uh, sorry, should I do my Reagan? Saw, quote, yeah, saw no, uh, reason. no reason why on the street today <laughs> a citizen should be carrying loaded weapons. Uh, that guns were, quote, a ridiculous way to solve problems that have to be solved among people of goodwill. And that he did not know, quote, of any sportsman who leaves his home with a gun to go out into the field or hunt or for target shooting who carries that load, gun loaded. Uh, I think so people now, will still love and revere Reagan. Like often, nowadays, quote, quote that they quote that, and they're like, yeah. so they don't go out well, to political <laughs> events with their weapons, of course, and don't like, yeah, menacingly I, carry them. Nowadays, you prefer hours. to Reagan as, um, I think, a libtard, as maybe the phrase you would use. Um, he would be so left of center right now. Uh, the Panthers promoted uh, kind of the Marxist idea of class struggle. They probably uh, so they they attempted to, but the success of this, you know, did not go super far, but, you know, provide like, um, you know, meals for like underprivileged families and like breakfasts and stuff like that. Um, the party's infiltrated by the FBI very quickly. Um, FBI director Hoover used a COINTELPRO or a counterintelligence program against the Panthers. So they're kind of like infiltrate the Panthers. They have several assassinations of party members. Fred Hampton, most notably was executed by police while he was asleep um, shot in the head. Um, peaked in power, 1970, slowly dwindled, ceased to exist by 82. Yeah, I mean, uh, in I I remember in going to Berkeley and living in Oakland, like the 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 sort of the Panther legacy was was interesting, and and some of the old like your your Eldridge Cleaver and your other folks were still sort of knocking about um and it it had the it had a long shadow over sort of the sort of race race discourse in not only the bay area but the um but the u.s and so like mm-hmm. I, again and, and and of course when the, the like the example of of reagan um not allowing them to open carry like it uh the, the panthers belie a lot of the you know uh the the limits of of equality and of of so called principles um, that, uh, that that folks stand behind because they're you know it's uh, uh, it's fine if an angry white man carries a gun in public but an angry that black happened man- in '08 uh, in Obama's first election uh, there was like one place in like Philadelphia or something where there were two African Americans with guns standing outside a polling place and they said they were there to like protect like minority voters like as they're going into the polls and it was like on fox like, like a huge on a, issue on a yeah. loop you know for for weeks right um meanwhile kyle rittenhouse yeah. is like a fox <laughs> is like a fox contributor now um coming yeah, up so, at cpac a little, little in fact matt uh, a little uh troy and i have some some deep panther connections uh our 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 high school mascot was the pal panthers Ooh. and uh you know, we we've uh, in, in several sports. You know, we we've Troy and I have seen some uh, some cool. some championships in the Panthers. So uh, wow, yeah, that's that's um, really brag. that's it's, really impressive. It's a deep legacy. Mm. Um, goes back to Wyoming, well known for its uh, leftist and racial integrated politics. So um, uh, true that. Where, where are we next? We're we're at ping pong. Is that where we're at? Yeah, next? Jenny. Well, Jenny leaves. Um, 
Forrest says, I, I'll be your boyfriend. <laughs> and she just uh, gets back with her abuser, goes on the bus back to Berkeley. The uh, Young Bud Bloods get-together is playing in the background, which is written by Dino Valenti, um, maybe most famously of Quicksilver Messenger Service, who sold the rights to that song for like $50 because he was, uh, for like, he needed it for like legal defense oh, because okay. uh, he got busted for pot. And so that's one of the oh. most famous songs of that like counterculture era uh, that he wrote, and he got $50 wow. for it. So, Wow, it's sad. Does not seem fair. Um, so he becomes... Uh, Ish. Don't quote me on that number, but uh, we, we're, you, you get the point. A low, a low amount of money. That, yes. I get it. Yes. Okay. And Forrest is still like he's like enlisted, or he's or he's like, um, you know, his his connection to the um, to the to the army is still there, and he's uh, he starts playing he starts playing ping pong actually in when he's wounded, right? He got like, shot in the buttocks, so yeah, right. he, he yeah. went and played, yeah. And uh, um, I I should bring up another um, evidence uh, of a dead Forrest. Uh, he is. He trains for one day and becomes an Olympic level ping pong. Well, player. they just show it for one day, but they do like a brief little montage of him, like whipping some. He uh, was in the hospital, just di- dicking around, and then he just got better and better. And yeah, it didn't yeah. happen overnight, sir. Uh, well, not according to the film. And uh, so, yeah, Olympic level ping pong player, uh, clearly. Um, ping pong diplomacy, important step uh, in what at that point had been about 20 years of no political or economic relationship between the United States and China. Uh, for Nixon, it's kind of part of this triangulation strategy. Uh, Nixon loved the ping pong show. <sighs> Who doesn't? <sighs> triangulation being uh, North Vietnam, China, and the Soviet Union. Get it? Three points. Triangle. Um, China also saw it as a way to create a wedge with the Soviet Union because, wow, communism is not a monolith. Who would have thought? Uh, So this is April 10th, 1971. The first delegation set foot in China since 1949. Uh, There there actually had been 10 Black Panthers were in China actually prior to this because they they were let in because they had been seen as kind of in line with this Maoist ideology. But like... I forget who it was. Was it Rockefeller who was running for president in 68 who said, like, yeah, I'll go to China. And he, like, tried to get in, but he he couldn't even get in. He's, like, senator, you know, and he couldn't get in China. So it's, like, you know, really hard to get into China. This is, like, the first step. Forrest's character is probably kind of based on Glenn Cowan, who in the aftermath becomes kind of like a celebrity of from the ping pong diplomacy stuff. So yeah, there's pretty enjoyable scenes of Forrest uh, playing ping pong and uh – the the uh, early CGI, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think no, it's, but it's really well done. I think it still looks it still looks awesome. good. Yeah, no, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's like 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 watching a T two or Terminator two or something. I'm like, it still looks good. Like yeah, like totally. and that's yeah. thirty years ago. Like yeah, some of them do not hold up. But I know, I know one of my one of the one of the funniest scenes I love is that is when uh, on the Dick Cavett show. Um, okay, yeah, I've got some I've got some stuff with this one. For, Forrest is alongside John Lennon interviewed on Dick Cavett. And uh, yeah, I don't want to steal your well, thunder. Well, go ahead, like, go yeah. ahead. And, and, and sort of the the, uh, the lyrics to imagine um, yeah. sort of Forrest comes up with on the Dick Cavett show in front of, uh, uh, in front of Lennon, and it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Right. Okay, fact check. 
All right. Uh, this interview took place September 8th, 1971, one day before the Imagine album was released. So, no, it did not influence the lyrics to the song as implied. <laughs> the original... I like, the, I like that you had to fact check whether that actually... <laughs> the original what? piano motif dates back to the Let It Be sessions. Uh, which is 1969, early 69. Lyrics and composition were completed early 71, recorded May 27, 1971. So no, Forrest Gump did not influence the writing of the song Imagine. Son of a Fact bitch. check. As I, as I like pointing out to sometimes to students who are sort of smitten with uh, sort of like sort of pop culture, uh, like Imagine lyrics that like, uh, imagine most closely reflects like Pol Pot's sort of vision for <laughs> vision for uh, the world. No country, no religion, no family, no like, you know, like the erasing all like this is uh, um, taken to its extreme yeah, logical it's conclusion. This, yeah. Utopian Bullshit, whatever. Like, like yeah. it's, it's very much like of its time. Like, yeah, nobody would really write a song like that now, but um, it's obviously a, a really good song. And it's a beautiful uh, song. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's an important uh, kind of marker of that era. That definitely, and then a definite Vietnam tie-in. Um, I, I think uh, Lieutenant Tan sees him on the Dick Cavett show, right? Uh, and then comes he's comes like waiting. to the studio. Yeah, he's waiting outside. Yeah, the the which is weird. Studios like, that so he would know he I was there. Because I think it's it's allegedly supposed to be live, and then he sees him on there. I don't think it aired until the eleventh. So. <laughs> Again, Matt fact checking the. Uh, <laughs> so it was taped and then aired later. But uh, for the purposes of the movie, yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is down there at the studio. Fact checking Forrest Gump. Yeah. They totally made that up. Uh, it turns out it's not true. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, so he's in. He is so Lieutenant Dan is down there uh, at the studio and and meets Forrest and. Um, they spend New Year's Eve together, and Dan is kind of at rock bottom. He's got the, yeah. they're crossing the street at one point, and he's got the callback to uh, Midnight Cowboy. Hey, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, everybody's talking. Which and, had been released by that point, so he that reference he would have known. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, no, yeah, he would have. I like this vague fact-checking. <laughs> Some uh, deep, deep shit. Some deep fact checking. I like it. Yeah, That's impressive. Yeah, um, and uh, Lieutenant Dan's alcoholic, uh, embittered. Um, They're watching the Bob Hope uh, like Christmas um, thing on TV, which we talked about in our uh, FTA movie review. Yeah, um, a, a very um, female empowered kind of uh, show that Bob Hope put, <laughs> puts on. Um, that doesn't all doesn't at all uh, essentialize uh, women and um, yeah they're they're uh, Lieutenant Dan you know um, they, they 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 pick up some some girls at the bar and there's a, another scene of kind of yeah it seems Lieutenant Dan knows them already from yeah. previous escapades if you will and some some working gals um, and. Uh, I think they 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 say that Forrest is slow or something, and so he gets doesn't Dan get mad at him for that or? Yeah, uh, she says, "Well, what are you stupid or something?" She's trying to make out with him. Um, yeah, and he's not, and he kind of pushes her away. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then the other one says the same thing, and Lieutenant Dan sort of sticks up for him. So, those... Her breath tastes like cigarettes, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I got to work on that. Damn it. <laughs> and... Uh... You know, we see, we see, you know, the, the Dan mad at the government and their apathy towards vets. We see, um, we do have, yeah, we get a belief, a belief, a brief flash at Jenny. Um, Forrest says he was thinking about Jenny at New Year's Eve. And it's oh. like a brief flash to her, like, there's some guy passed out on a bed and she, like, is, there's like drugs everywhere and she's like kind of getting her purse and like leaving, walking out the door. It's just like a real quick thing, but. Is that where she's on? That's where she's on the balcony, right? No, that's later. That's later. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and so they're kind of, you know, again, their lives are taking, you know, different, obviously very different. Um, uh, Jenny making bad choices, Forrest being um, at uh, kind of the, the, the apex of sort of important political events, including, including uh, meeting Richard Nixon. <laughs> Do you mean fact check this? Okay, so. Yeah, yeah please. So in the film, <laughs> he, uh, Troy, go ahead. You What, what? No, you got it. You got it covered. I, 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 I'll do I, the I gave, fact check. You tell what happens in the film. I don't even remember now. He gets a, he gets a room at the Watergate Hotel for his yeah days. yeah. So oh, he's yes, like yes, oh we're, yes yes sorry we're staying at some you know slum down the road and Nixon's like oh I have my men set you up with the finest hotel in town at <laughs> <laughs> Watergate. <laughs> it's better than your forest. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, the uh, the ping pong team did not stay at the Watergate, nor did it meet Richard Dixon in June at the White House in June 1972. <laughs> but Forrest sees Forrest sees uh, lights on in the hotel, and like something's you know something's going on over there. Calls security. So, so the power must be out. The, the guy with the flashlight. Uh, he might be sent somebody down there. Um, <laughs> right, and uh, and they they catch um, they catch the 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 the. The wet, wet, ba- wet bandits. The wet bandits. <laughs> That's from friggin' Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> the plumber. <laughs> they catch the wet bandits oh at the uh, at the at the breaking at the water. G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, we did uh, the Nixon episode. Uh, if you want more on Watergate, listen to the two parts uh, with uh, Heath Hardigley as a special guest. Oh yeah, two part on Nixon. Check that one out for more on Watergate. I'm not going to go more on Watergate right now. Uh, and uh, so he's out of. Oh, it, it also doesn't. Uh, isn't this where in the New York where um, is Dan talking about investing in Apple or that? That's later. I forget. Is no, that, that's later. It brings it. Okay. Um, Forrest goes back to Greenbow, Alabama, and uh, he gets all these. They have all this like merch for ping pong. They're trying to get into endorse and. He goes and um, yeah, he sells out immediately. Yeah, and and with that money fulfills his promise to Bubba, and uh, buys a boat, a shrimp and boat, and um, uh, goes out and names the boat Jenny. Yeah, yeah, they're they're out in uh, Bayou Bayou La Batre. Um This is where we have that scene with Jenny you were referencing. So they they're flashing to, you know, it looks like it mm. might be. Like a Studio Fifty Four type place. I don't know if it is or not, but um, you know, she's doing a bunch of now. She's doing a bunch of coke and you know harder stuff. Um, then heroin, and then she kind of like freaks out, and then she climbs up on the ledge of this apartment, kind of way up in the air. Um, and it looks like she's about to jump, but she 
does not. It's it's pretty power like ugh, yeah with some great and like strong. and it's it's a great use of like music too like the who was the, playing at that point? Matt's probably got this written down. I'm that sure. was Skinner. Like, who's, 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 yeah, Skinner. Yeah, it's the okay. it's the it's the like you know the the end of Freebird solo, solo the guitar yeah. solo that like escalates and and Jenny is escalating like about to like kill herself. Um, it's a great it's a great use of yeah. sort of music and cinema and that in that um episode. yeah the whole film is is like that though i mean it's it's, it's a great really job i mean there's a reason why it music. won like yeah um, no it's like the soundtrack to this film has like got everything <laughs> everything so. is so good um so they become a uh i mean i i i i want to you know sort of the hashtag force is dead um mention that uh uh there's a hurricane um well we get lieutenant dan joins him on the boat yeah, that's right. Yeah, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Um, and well, he already knew that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like not telling nothing. I don't know. He, uh, Lieutenant Dan, had sarcastically promised, like, hey, you know, that New Year's Eve night, if you get a shrimp and boat, then I will be your first mate. So he comes and joins him on the boat. And uh, because Forrest is a is an angel, he protects the boat and Lieutenant Dan. Uh, from the from the from the hurricane, and uh, Hurricane he, Carmen, September nineteen seventy four, did hit the U.S. Uh, most intense hurricane of the season in nineteen seventy four, peaked as a Category four storm. Uh, not when it hit landfall. The eye of the storm hit Louisiana, actually, um, and the shrimp actually suffered ecologically due to the hurricane. Yeah. So, shrimp. fact check. Fact check. <laughs> Turns out. Oh. Um, Half true? I don't know. And and because L- Lieutenant Dan makes his peace with God, that's why he's able to commune with Angel Forest and, you know, have oh, sort of... Oh, yeah, because he was complaining about they were yeah. trying to convert him at the VA earlier. And he's, uh, and he's sort of like, you know, and, and Dan is like lashing himself to the mass, like, come on! Like, you know, like wishing for death, basically. Um, yeah. And... Uh, now they get rich. Yeah, they get they get to uh Well they they were the only boat that was out on the water. everybody else got washed ashore. Right. They, they weren't catching any still. shrimp and now they're catching all they're catching all the shrimp. Bubble gump shrimp. Well, there was company. no competition, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the, with 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 the with the hurricane. Hurricane Carmen. Um and uh, you know, he thanks Forrest for saving Angel Forrest for saving his life. Um and uh Lieutenant Dan thinks, Hey, let's take this shrimp windfall and invest in uh quote some kind of fruit company, uh, Forrest says. Right. Turns out to be Apple. Apple. Mm-hmm. Decent, decent return. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pretty decent. Uh, we're. What does he say? You're not gonna have to worry about money, Forrest, or yeah. Gives him some sort of. Uh, um, and he gives he gives uh, a pretty funny scene, like you know, because he promised to like, oh, you know, you and Bubba, you and I will run a. Uh, a shrimp and boat company. Um, he gives half his half of his money to to Bubba's family, and mm-hmm. it, you know millions of dollars or whatever, and they sort of pass out. And there's yeah. a hilarious scene of like, uh, you know, oh, their generations of having to like serve. Oh, in the white Louisiana yeah. white planters, and then suddenly they have like servants serving them. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty great scene. Um, Going on, they get word on boat on board the boat um, around this time that uh, Mama's sick. Mama's sick. 
playing on the TV oh, yeah. while that happens is uh, news footage of the attempted assassination of uh, President Ford. So this would be September 22nd, 1975. This is a almost three weeks after the first assassination attempt on President Ford, which was September 5th. But this one, the second one, Sarah Jane Moore fires two shots, was tackled by Oliver Sipple, and neither shot hit Ford. Um, Sipple uh, was outed by the media of being by, of being gay, and his family disowned him then afterward. So, and wasn't she like, she was go. in the Manson family, right? Squeaky? Is that Squeaky from? Is that right? That shot Ford or tried to shoot Ford? No, she wasn't Any, part anyone? of the Manson family. Oh, she wasn't? No. Okay. Damn it. I must be mixing, mixing my uh, assassination, attempt assassinations up. So look that up. Yeah, I don't believe she was. She did have a ballad. She, I think she was like obsessed with like, um, like big on the Patty Hearst, um, what is it? Sibonese Liberation Sibonese Army. Liberation Army stuff. So she wasn't like part of that, but she was like, like kind of like obsessed with it or something. Um, but yeah, too bad for the dude that, uh, potentially saved Ford's life that, uh, that happened to him. (laughs) (laughs) They later reconciled, so that's good, but, um. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what, uh, what this made me think about is like the, um, and and thinking about like my own youth, like remembering like Reagan, the assassination attempt, like. Whoa, 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 that's uh, coming up later. But, but, um. Just how many how many assassination attempts were yeah. were made in like if you like from the from the sixties, seventies, eighties like it was real. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 glad we don't have um, as many these days. But uh, well, that we know about right that they get that close. Like they say, Obama had like not right, like attempts, close yeah. close calls, but like planned the, the and plans like, yeah. and the attempts, especially on Obama, was just like crazy numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, right. Yeah. I guess maybe that's also like, they've gotten better about how to manage, uh, yeah, presidents, presidents. And, yeah, yeah. Those things. So yeah, he's, she's dying of cancer. Sally Field is. And, uh, Forrest, Forrest sort of lovingly returns home to take, uh, take care of her. Um, back yep. to, back to Alabama. And that's where we get the life is like a box of chocolates. I never know what you're going to get line. Yeah. Very famous from the film. Yeah, that's right. Um, he he uh and th- this is where um this is where Jenny who is kind of you know I think we last saw her she was you know about to end her life she was not doing well and kind of in recovery she comes back to um uh to visit Forrest and um yeah you know she's she's uh he's kind of the Forrest is the kind of constant safe harbor for her, it's right. kind of touching. Like actually, like that. That's the. I feel bad for him, like Troy. I mean, like they kind of like have this brief period where that's like the happy couple, and they're like hanging out together. And me and Jen would like pee and cared again. Yeah, um, I know. But then she, well, they, he they, proposes. They make they make love. Uh, tr- so yeah, Forrest proposes to her, and she, you know you don't want to marry me, you know, kind of, she's kind of like, I'm this messed like, up low person. Like, yeah. you know, you want nothing to do with me and blah, blah, and all this stuff. Um, but that night she kind of sneaks into his room and they, um, Troy, what do they do, Troy? I think they have relations, I believe. Oh. I think there's some, yeah, some, 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 something, something going on. Relations. There. Yeah, relations. <laughs> 
I like how I like how Troy has gone from um, yeah. sort of the worst sexual joke to like I don't want to even say sex. They're having relations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, man. Run, he runs a gamut. He tries Sometimes you got to turn a page. You got to turn a page yeah. once in a while, guys. Yeah. Well, that's what Jenny does because she uh, bails like at 5 a.m. or whatever the next morning uh, on poor Forrest. Yeah. And then um, Forrest, uh, what's, his re- what's his response to all this, Matt? I, I just went running. I was running. And... Uh, he again, um, you know, if we needed more evidence that hashtag Forrest is dead, he's running and running. Jenny's Jenny prays to him, prays and for and Forrest finds her because he's an angel. Um, what? But in the, the in the, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's so obvious. It's right in front of your face, man. During the uh, running, at one point, uh, this guy's running next to him, and it's like. Uh, Hey, uh, I need this idea for like a bumper sticker, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And whoa, you just stepped in a huge pile of shit. And then Forrest goes, you know, it happens. And then that's supposed to be the inspiration for the shit happens bumper sticker, which uh, first dates back to use to 1964. <laughs> I was going to say, did you uh, uh, the first publication of the shit happens phrase was 1983. So fact check. False. How about the the? There's another famous scene where uh, the the a truck like sh- shoots mud onto Forrest's face and he wipes it off uh, of his yeah. face and it, and it and it's in the sort of classic smiley face, yellow smiley face pattern. Yellow um, smiley face pattern. First used 1962. Trademark 1972. <laughs> okay. Damn. So oh, that's, good job, Matt. Matt you check. Just got that's all I gotta say. Roasted Forrest. Fact check. False. Damn. But you're so embarrassed right now. Um, yeah, and... Uh, uh, this is why you don't put his, lit historians anywhere near scripts, because <laughs> we would just yeah. be uh, actually uh, on every single point. So, Isn't there some, like, there's some, like... And this has some also some amazing, um, like, there's some Bob Seger, there's some... Uh, um, Doobie Brothers. I think I even noted like, in my notebook, like, the music running. is getting noticeably worse now because <laughs> you have reverb on every friggin' drum. Matt, this, this is some good music. You got some doobies. You got some... Uh, uh, late some 70s, Seeger. early 80s is just... Matt's not a fan of reverb. It's, it's just... Yeah. Matt loves a gated reverb on the drum. Um, so uh, he crisscrosses for like three years across yeah, the Yeah, some good States. scenery. Um, yeah. He has this large gathering of... Like runner, like disciples of the running person, um, right? They think there's some like larger meaning behind it. And oh, the part like, where he like finally stops running, and he turns around. The one dude's like, "Whoa, whoa, he's gonna talk! Shut up!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say, I, I have, a, I have a great, yeah, I have a great photo with uh, with my daughter right right at that exact location. We uh, we reenact that Monument the, Valley. Is yeah. that where that was? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's it's so fucking beautiful there. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Uh, some great, some great, yeah. Some great imagery. He runs across, back and forth across the United States. I do have to say, the whole running thing was overall like running? stupid, though. Like it doesn't like advance the plot in any way. It doesn't like it's it, it's just an excuse for like to lob a few jokes in, like about you know the shit happens or whatever and stuff like that. Like nothing. Well, I, get, I mean, no I guess, point I guess, really to it. I like, guess. Well, I get in defense. I think it's like. As close as Forrest is going to get to, like, processing trauma and therapy, like, you know, like, this is his response to, you know, the, his 
unrequited love or or the you know the, the sort of Jenny's response to it. and so he he just sort of checks out right and and this is his way of doing that and so I mean I get yeah it, it goes on and right it maybe it could be um or maybe uh he's an angel and, or he's um, just running like he says he is for no reason in particular <laughs> just went running I just felt like running and yeah. uh so yeah. then he goes home and then we get the Reagan assassination attempt not real what so that is uh, March 30th, 1981. That's about two months after he was sworn in. John Hinckley did it. It was because he wanted Allegedly. to impress Jodie Foster. And what better way to impress a woman <laughs> than to shoot the president? Um, Reagan seriously injured a bullet, kind of ricocheted off the limo, um, hit him under his left arm, grazed a rib, lodged in his left lung, partially collapsed. Three unders were uh hit also most seriously was james brady who was the press secretary at the white house who was shot in the head and he um uh i think he was in a chair for the rest of his life yeah uh the brady bill which was signed by clinton which um eliminated like salt rifles and did some other stuff i don't remember all the specifics of it um was named after him that of course has expired so as was the the now the, everybody the, can have all their weapons as yeah, goddamn right, some bitches. No, yep. the, the Brady Bunch also named after Brady Bunch was yep. not named. Fact check, not named after him. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. You'll. You'll. You'll like. Uh, I. I looked up. Um, the this is written by the script is by Eric Roth and based on a novel um, by uh, um, Winston Groom. The the Roth had a. Um, he's written. He's written a bunch of uh, pretty successful films, but he he had a. He turned in a script on September tenth, two thousand one, for Forrest Gump, like number two, and it was sort of like ah, and and um, and and like it had it had Forrest like being like in OJ's Bronco or not not Forrest but Haley Joel Osment, uh, the, the Forrest like being in like OJ's Bronco and, and a bunch of other oh, sort geez. of like, like silly nonsense and um and then he's 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 on record as saying like. Yeah, after like nine eleven, the next day it's like, okay, none of this seems important anymore. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to write about that. I think it's a good idea. That they yeah, didn't do that. Yeah, that that uh, the it's the kind of movie that doesn't need a sequel. It does not. It does not. It it was no. there was a, enough happening in the movie, um, and uh, you know, Forrest, um, he. Oh, Jen, so now we're caught up to present time. Now we're at the bus stop. Right, we're at, we're at, we're at eighty one, right? Where he's telling this the here's a sort of life story, and um, he got a letter from Jenny, uh, who um, who wants him to visit, uh, who wants him to visit, and uh, and then in a sort of very like uh, I, again a pretty touching scene, uh, Forrest meets uh, this child who he sort of slowly realizes like that's my son. It's pretty yeah, cute. It's a the it's a really good scene. Um, the line where she says, uh, "You know, he's named after his daddy. His name's Forrest." You know, and he's like, "Oh, he's got a daddy named Forrest too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. It's a pretty good line. But then he, when he realizes, like, and he gets you know emotional, and he's like concerned, like, you yeah. know, is he is he is he, is he like me? Like, you know, is or, is, or is he? Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, no, he's good. He's good to go, man. You know, like, and then. He goes and sits with him. 
and it's yeah, I agree. No good scene. All right, so Jenny was sick, correct? That's why she's giving yep. Forrest to him. So an, an unknown virus, but so we don't do we do we think the heavy or it's, what do we it's think? A, it's uh, HIV. No. I mean, I think that everyone like that's the it's not they don't actually say that first that's clinical I, report I was, in the united states june 1981 for aids yeah. um earliest case thought to be 1959 most likely in the united hmm. states in the 50s as early as the 50s really? but um by the start spreading you know in larger numbers okay. um, especially among like you know a needle user like her um or promiscuous yeah. sex um would have been much easier spread of course so um sure and so the so the three of them moved back to greenbow um alabama and um and like he like he did with his mother he takes care of jenny um very touchingly they they marry uh, in a ceremony lieutenant dan is there um, you got legs lieutenant dan you got legs. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> Lieutenant has prosthetic. Lieutenant Dan has prosthetic legs. Um, with his uh, with his Apple Bucks, he's able to buy those. And uh, and then of course, like the um, oh, Jenny dies, and they bury her outside the tree where they used to hang out and play. Um, also, oh, we wouldn't say that he um, in in kind of a in kind of a cool scene. Um, Forrest, with this money, he buys the property that Jenny lived on and she was, you know, mad and threw a rock and he like tears down that house. Um it bulldozes it down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's not there anymore as a as a memorial to her trauma. And uh that scene when he's talking to her grave is um that's a tough one. That's a tough watch. Uh, I remember crying yeah. in the theater when I saw it. Um but you know, trying not to because I was a tough thirteen year old next to my mom didn't want her to know. But um, that's that's a tough tough scene. Hanks is just fantastic. I mean, he's just it's so it's so good. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, and he uh, you know promises to he's going to watch over <clears throat> because he's an angel. He's going to watch over um, a little forest, and uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really touching and. The film ends. Forrest is, he sees, uh, he's taking little Forrest off to school. Uh, and then um, his first day of school. Right. And the feather falls out of the and book. And the feather, like, you know, again, the angel. Um, or the feather. <laughs> wafts out and uh, and the cycle, the cycle continues. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, that's the Forrest Gump. Um there she blows. There she blows indeed. Um, Dang. Did you did you know that uh, uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase were considered for the role of Forrest? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's <laughs> Bill Murray maybe could have done would have done okay. I, I, I don't see Chevy Chase. Uh, as Sh- much. Sean Penn was uh, was another. Uh, well, Sean Penn's done his own share of Forrest Gumpish type. Yeah, uh, I am Sam. So, yeah, but I, but I yeah, think I think go. I think I think Hanks is the only one of those actors who has some of the range of like the the comedy stuff that this film pulls off, plus the 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 drama stuff. I think Penn would be too dramatic for this for all of the you know crazy things that happen in this movie, and it would be made too jokey with Murray and Chase doesn't have the gravitas like to do this. Um, 
It was perfect choice. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it had it had to be Tom. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's Forrest Gump. Uh, do we uh, was do we have a do we have a separate book of the week? Or is is was Troy's the was our book of the week? I have one. Okay, let's hear your book, book of the week. <laughs> I brought it because I like to show Troy. Troy, Jesus, hey. awesome. give, us, give a side view. Look at that. Has <laughs> you like that? How many pages oh, is yeah. this book? This is eight eight thirty. Lord. Uh, the book is heavy. Grand Expectations, the United States, nineteen forty-five to nineteen seventy-four. James T. Patterson. So, since the, as I said earlier, the movie is kind of the ode to the boomers. This book is covering most of the time period that the film covers. Uh, it doesn't quite get up to the early eighties, but you know, um, this is part of the Oxford History of the United States series, which is a you know series of books uh that cover different little segments of the of u.s history uh thesis kind of coming out of the second world war maybe up until the late 60s there's sort of this sense that the united states is kind of capable of anything um if whether it's domestic policy whether it's foreign policy it's kind of like this unabashed confidence overconfidence so there's these you know grand expectations about what the u.s is capable of and Long-standing divisions in the nation, whether you know you, you want to talk race, gender, class, or whatever, begin to kind of boil a bit by the mid '60s. Um, an overpromised domestic agenda that uh, itself is kind of derailed by the war in Vietnam, the war itself, economic difficulties, culmination in Watergate. Um, the nation then kind of loses its faith in many of its institutions and in its government, which prior to had been seen as sort of this vehicle for positive change. So this is, you know, it is not um, like super groundbreaking in that sort of analysis or, you know, anything, but it is, um, you know, so for an expert, it's not like a ton that's going to be new here necessarily, but what it is is like a fantastic like synthesis of an era uh, structured pretty straightforward fairly standard um sometimes the focus is maybe overly on the so-called great man as opposed to you know your you know what howard's in like your ordinary people sort of stuff but it is uh not too much um i wouldn't say you know early cold war cover you know it covers everything right early cold war you know he's critical of truman eisenhower covers korea um economic prosperity in the 50s, TVs, fast cars, fueled by massive defense spending, partly, the kind of explosion economically. And you sort of have the sense of invincibility due to the atomic bomb, kind of, again, coming out of World War II. And there's this sort of, like, um, like almost, like, xenophobic, like, hyper-patriotism in the nation, like, following the war. Um, and McCarthyism is sort of viewed through the prism of that. He's portrayed as, like, a charlatan and idiot which he was but um he's just sort of like taking advantage of the situation um prosperity yeah not everybody has access to it he talks about that um not in a great amount of detail um does give pretty good coverage to civil rights um often again focusing on like kind of top-down stuff like legislative executive stuff um as opposed to grassroots lbj gets a lot of praise here actually in the book, um, as well as for his vision of the Great Society. Uh, but its failure to live up to its billing kind of resulted in disillusionment. 
rips on Kennedy quite a bit. He is very much against the argument that Kennedy would have pulled out of Vietnam uh, had he not been assassinated. Um, where do you where do you land on that one, Matt? Where do I land? Yeah. I, I I agree. I don't I don't think he would have. Yeah, I mean, just um, just like people said, like, oh, Obama's gonna get out of it. I mean, you know, like the 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 inertia of of these kinds of things. Is well, and every so advisor much than like yeah to Kennedy stayed on and under Johnson's. He's the exact same exact same staff. So the people that yeah. are telling Kennedy to keep increasing troop yeah. levels, their advisor levels in Vietnam, are the same people that are telling Johnson to escalate too. So, I mean, you know, who, you, you don't know for sure, but I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not persuaded by that. Um, uh, yeah, whatever, you know, I, I could keep going. He hammers Nixon out of Vietnam, especially on four year, wasted years of, you know, life and blood and treasure. Uh, basically could have had the same negotiation he had in 69 as he had in 73. Um, yeah, it kind of ends it with like kind of these fights for rights of like different agendas, like women's liberation, environment, like youth movement. Um, how this is framed here is kind of like trumping previously what he argued was like kind of like a collective social action, which to me is like a bit oversold, um, but does lay like, you know, this is kind of like derisively people will talk about like identity politics sometimes or, you know, is, is um so it's kind of talking, it's those sort of things. So the result is not like consensus, but contentiousness um, and promotion of individual agendas, according to according to the book. Um, so uh, as I said, this is probably the hardest sell to me of the book, but um, the argument that the grand expectations of like the, the silent majority are largely met, but then the any heightened expectation for like less fortunate Americans, like class or gender or race um, because it becomes a bridge too far and that the government is offering these things to these less fortunate Americans. Therefore the government is becoming a threat. And so I think that's, that's, that's a pretty good argument. Um, economic difficulties are like exacerbating divides in the country too. Once you get into the seventies, uh, and as you as you continue into the seventies, past the end of this book, which ends in seventy four, you get to the stagflation and everything. Um, and up that glass up through the eighty, I mean, the economy's <laughs> bad um, for the first half of Reagan's presidency too. So, um, yeah, but yeah, good book. I mean, it got the Bancroft Prize. I mean, so you know, it's yeah. There's not very many more decorated than Patterson. So yeah, check it out. Book of the week. Grand expectations. <laughs> Yeah, all right, and uh, okay, so now's the time where uh, you show me your dong. How much? How what's your, what's your rating here? How many? Uh, how many dong? The Vietnamese currency. Are we giving this out of ten, Matt? Forrest Gump. Oh man, I gotta go first. <sighs> I can go if you want. Yeah, do it, Troy. All right. Eight point nine. I'm just gonna throw that out right out of the gate. <laughs> Point. Uh, okay. Not quite a nine, eight point nine. There you go. Um, the soundtrack, amazing. I love the moments in history that Force became a part of by accident. Whatever. However, uh, I love the the CGI was amazing. The the cinematography, obviously, it won a shitload of awards. 
I don't know. Overall, I, I own the I own the DVD. I don't own the VHS, but I do own the DVD. So I know I'm keeping mm. up with technology. So uh, yeah, I thought it was. I, I love the movie. So there you go. How about you, Matt? I land on this. So I don't remember if we were talking about this on this or before we started recording, but I, it's, to me, it is not held up as much. I don't like it quite as much as I did twenty years ago. Um, this, I, I still think it's really good at the acting. Is Sally Field, um, Robin Wright, Hanks, everybody, the yeah. Sixth Sense kid, Lieutenant uh, Dan, Lieutenant Dan, Gary, yeah, Gary Sneese. Um, they, they're the acting is you've no complaints about any of it. Uh, the idea that is is really good. Um, how they integrate these historical events. It makes it real interesting. Such a clever, and, like, yeah, fun. Um, even though I had to fact check a lot of it. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, Matt. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. That's a, you get a ten for that, by the oh, way. Oh, thank if, you. If there was a, a number. Yeah, you Matt got gets it, ten dollars. So. I get ten. Thank yeah, you for sure. For um, sure. The uh, like, you know, if, back in '94, I might have been like Team Gump versus like Team Pulp Fiction, but like now, I might be Team Pulp Fiction. So, um, to me, like a film like Pulp Fiction has held up more than Gump. Um, not to say that Gump is bad. I think I'm going to go eight um, out of ten. Yeah, that's yeah. It's uh, this uh, this film. Um, you know, you mentioned the soundtrack, Troy. I'm just looking here. Bob Dylan, Elvis Presley, CCR, Aretha, Skinner, Three Dog Night, Bird, Speech Boys, Hendrix, Doors, Mamas and Papas, Doobie, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob Seger, Buffalo Springfield. I mean, I guess it's just load. I can't think of a film uh, coming home that uh, right, but coming home had such a this this film benefits from like longevity. It, it's got it's got more you know, of an arc, yeah, uh, more of an yeah, era, larger to, group, right? To to choose from, like um, yeah, they could dilute it by putting in Bob Seger. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How dare you? Um, the Sieg and uh, it it it. I think it's a useful. Like I know, like um, some like like high school teachers, especially, will say like, "Hey, we we have an a hook." And they'll put them on sort of the Matt Yeagle path, like, okay, fact check this movie, right? And they'll they'll, they'll set them to, it can be... It's a dark path. It could be a uh, kind of a uh, a Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. If I had a nickel for every, like, PowerPoint presentation from a, that I've seen from a high school student of a, we didn't start the fire montage. Uh, but this kid, you know, this kid, um, for, 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 the 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 youth that might not um, be able to carry a narrative over a long swath of time. I think this film is a is a is a clever with 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 some sort of book of the week kind of reading. It could be a good vehicle, and it's a fun. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give Forrest Gump. Uh, oh gosh, uh, let's give it an eight five. Um, it, it, because it's a Vietnam film review, it, it you know, yeah. it's a, it's you know, it, it doesn't try to do that comprehensively. But um, it's uh, if you have not seen it, like you have to see this movie. Like it's oh, definitely. Uh, it's also it's also one of the few films I think that 
intergenerationally, you could watch this with like your child and your parents and your grandparents and mm-hmm. and people like I can't think of many films that like um that 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 everyone would be entertained kind of by. So this is uh yeah. Check it out. Uh, we need we need more praise for Forrest Gump. Yeah, it, it doesn't get enough. Yeah, it, it only got six Academy Awards. Got it also lot. was uh, ranked number four on the top twenty five conservative films of the past twenty five years by the <laughs> National Review. So yeah, this is the thing I was not aware of that there. This is like there's that interpretation. There's like in conservative circles, especially like you know Newt Gingrich, like insanity, like this is some kind of like homage to conservatism and which I, I never got of course, cause I don't read, I don't, I don't see everything as like, political. I mean, you subscribe um, to it, but no, I mean like, um, <laughs> the, the, the argument that the conservatives would make is like stupid liberal Jenny, like went and did a bunch of drugs and she's a hippie liberal and blah, blah, blah. And look at all the bad stuff that happened to her. But Forrest Gump, the good War conservative yeah. uh, family man. This is back when conservative, when Republicans, conservatives um, actually cared about stuff like family men and uh, those things. Maybe you remember that time. Um, the, oh, yeah. Um, that, that he's representing like conservatism. And for that reason, uh, it is a like, conservative movie which i never got politics really out of it at all yeah i I could see this movie being interesting i could see i could see like a a leftist like a war protester seeing this as like their movie too like it's it's it could be it's a rorschach for whatever you want to believe in the united states like i think you could find it in this movie if you if you know if you were so inclined yeah well i think the the other argument that the conservatives are making though is like you know, she succumbs to most likely AIDS, um, which is kind of like her, the, her immoral. Um, well, it's like the end of the decade plus of protesting and demonstrating and things like that, because everybody knows conservatives don't like to protest or demonstrate. Hashtag Canada. <laughs> Although that'll be over by the time you listen to this podcast. I think it's about over right now. So, uh well, um, yeah, that's uh, that has been uh, that has been Forrest Gump. Uh, we're sorry to tease uh, Matt. Do you want to give it? Let's give a shout out to our to our to our listener, a faithful plural, listener um, uh, on 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 Twitter. Uh, you're gonna have to wait another week or two, buddy. Who who's the, who's who's that tweet Twitter at, follower at Nick Random One? Nick Random One at Nick Random One. Random or rando? Random. Nick Random One. Nick Random um, One. We love Nick you. Random One said, I'm starting to think there is no Troy's Tiger Bomb story. <laughs> oh, there's a Troy Tiger's Bomb Oh, yeah. Story. There is one, for sure. Uh, there are scars that uh, maybe in the video version we can get Troy to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see if, if we get... Uh, you know, if you get... if Maybe Nick Random One can get kind of a cult following going... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get uh, let's uh, let's hype him up there. You know, if uh, all right, so let's get let's get uh, twenty followers of Nick Random One <laughs> to uh, to also to also demand Tiger Bomb story. Yeah, and you know, if you, I, I will say, if you want a little sneak preview, um, uh, go to Troy's OnlyFans page. You can see his, uh, uh, you know, for the for the for the right dollar amount. Um, uh, you know he's your private dancer. I'll just say that. Um, well, and, that uh, sounds uh, appealing. Um, 
do what if you, you want, want me to something do. else to do, uh, follow us at Twitter at Napalm Podcast. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit uh, the follow button. Uh, smash it. Smash, uh, smash that follow button. Smash that like button on your uh, non-Spotify podcast delivery Five service. Five stars, ten dong. Why not? Five star it, ten dong it. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> nice. And uh, uh, for uh, Napalm in the Morning, uh, I've been Dr. Jones. Dr. Yeagle. I was once Troy. Hey, oh, goodbye, Sorry, everybody. R.I.P. I love the smell of Napalm in the Morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the Morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.